0: The reason I love this exercise is because what you do 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 hours out of your day, 5 days a week, 50 weeks a year, of course has a direct impact on your health, your relationships, love. Welcome to the Early Career Moves podcast, the show that highlights remarkable BIPOC young professionals killing it on their career journeys. I'm your host Priscilla Esquivel-Bolcha, Latinx career coach, corporate consultant, daughter of immigrants, and lover of breakfast tacos. Meet me for a coffee chat every Friday as we either dive into a special guest story or I'll share my own career gems. If you're a BIPOC professional feeling lost in your career or just need a dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. How are you doing? I am so excited to be coming to you today solo. Today, we're going into stage one of career exploration from a design thinker brain. And design thinking is my favorite way to tackle career exploration and the problem of I don't know what to do next. So this is actually going to be the first of three episodes, three solo episodes, where I'm going to give you a framework based on a really amazing book that I really recommend called Designing Your Life, How to Build a Well-Lived Joyful Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans these are Stanford professors who actually taught a course on how to design your life with a big focus on career and work. Because as we know, this is a big significant part of our lives. And so that's why they focus on that angle. But their process can be applied to really any part of your life, whether it's love, relationships, health, whatever it is, their process is really about life design thinking. But on these episodes, I'm going to go through their process for career design thinking. And so I'm creating these short three episodes for you so that you don't have to read the book, you don't have to buy the book, you don't have to read it. I'm doing that legwork for you. And I'm going to be pulling out the actual activities that you should be doing for these three stages. And so today, we're going to cover a little bit of, you know, what is design thinking? Why should I use that mindset for the career exploration process? And also, what are simple activities that can kind of get you going? And the most important part is... Starting where you are, so understanding where you are today, where you are now, and also identifying the right problem that you have when it comes to your career exploration. Sometimes we think we have a problem, but it's actually a different problem. And that can really impact the solution that we come up with when it comes to our next career move. And so, yeah, I want to bring structure and a really effective framework because it can feel very overwhelming to be in this place of, I don't know what to do next. I have no idea. So let's go ahead and get started and talk through how to approach the first part of the stage. Okay, so let's start with what is design thinking? Like, where did this come from? So design thinking is an innovative problem-solving process rooted in a set of skills. And this approach has been around for decades, and it was part of the design community. But in 2008, design thinking kind of moved a little more mainstream, and design thinking started to become applied to developing all kinds of products and services. So for example, the operation of Airbnb, selling solar panels in Africa, like all kinds of, you know, business models were are now using design thinking as a process. And so at a high level, the steps involved in design thinking are first fully understand the problem. Second, explore a wide range of possible solutions. Third, iterate extensively through prototyping and testing. And finally implement your you know product or service or solution. So the skills that you need do take Effort Because we all have preconceived notions, judgments, assumptions that we're all always operating out of. And the design thinking process forces you to let go of that and to actually get comfortable with coming up with very out of the box solutions. And so that's a very high level description of what design thinking is. The book that I mentioned takes an approach of how to use design thinking in your own personal life. And again, Again, the purpose of this episode is really to focus on step one of this process, which is fully understand the problem. So when you're thinking about your career and where you are right now, you really need to make sure you do that work of understanding like what is the problem that you're facing and that you're willing to create a solution for because you can waste so much time focused on the wrong problem. Okay, so now I wanna transition over to an activity that helps you figure out what is the problem. And basically it kind of just starts with the question of how is it going? Like, how's it going? Imagine that I'm sitting with you and we're grabbing coffee and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Okay, so that's the general premise, but we're going to break down your life into four different buckets. One, health, two, love, three, work, and four, play. Okay, I'm gonna quickly sort of describe what I want you to think about when I reference these different areas. Okay, so for health, you may define that differently than how I define it. So it's important to keep that in mind throughout these categories, but generally health, we're thinking about mind, body, and soul, mental health, physical health, and only you can really decide how healthy you feel right now when you compare other you know, seasons and chapters of your life, how healthy do you feel right now? Second, love. Love is hard to define, um, but again, it's different for everyone, right? So it could be friendships, it could be community, it could be your relationship, it could be dating, it could be a lot of different things. And so you also want to decide for yourself, how do you define love in your life? And where are you in that point? And I'll, I'll guide you through that, how to gauge that in a second. The third area is work. And so work is what you do. And usually people don't just do one kind of work. So obviously there might be your current nine to five, but sometimes there's other things that you do outside of your nine to five job that also are like a type of work, right? It could be like a side hustle or it could be just like anything else that you're doing, but it's it's definitely like a, a form of labor. Lastly is play. Play is something that you do purely for joy and there is no other agenda. Like you are just having fun and it's that's that's the point. that's it. <laughs> okay, so now I want you to think about these four different areas. Think of a dashboard for each area kind of like it's a dashboard in your car and there's a gauge for each category and it ranges from empty. So let's say like you're running on empty all the way to full. And so what I would recommend you do is grab a journal and start to think through each area of your life. Think through first maybe how you define health, for example, and where are you right now in terms of health? Like, how would you gauge yourself? Are you running on empty? Are you kind of, you know, in the middle of your gauge? Are you running full? Like, where are you? And this reflection exercise can help to... Untangle different problems in your life. And just, I'm going to zoom out really quickly. There are always lots of problems that we have in our life. Like, you have problems. I have problems. Everyone has problems. No matter how rich or attractive or successful, like, it doesn't matter. Everyone has problems. And it's more about, like, what are the problems that rise to the top that you really want to focus energy solving? what are the rocks in your shoes? Or what are problems that you're willing to live with? Like, I have problems that I'm willing to live with. You have problems that you're willing to live with and you might even ignore and you're fine ignoring. Like an example could be like a nosy ass neighbor. (laughs) Like that's a problem, right? But it's like, I'm willing to live with that. You know, I just move on. So you wanna kind of try to figure out what are the problems that are emerging in each of the areas. And the other thing I want you to think about which is mentioned in the book is what are problems that are considered to be gravity problems? So, a gravity problem, I love this in the book, is a kind of problem that is honestly like, it's just pointless to work on. So gravity is the force of nature. Like it's just going to happen. Like if I throw a rock up in the air, it's gonna fall down. I I can't control that. And so in the book, he gives some examples of like what are things that are considered to be gravity problems. One of them is like, if you want to be a poet, but you also wanna become a multimillionaire, like it's going to be hard for you to get a job as a poet getting paid that kind of money, right? You can check out the book if you want to really dive deep into that. But I think it's worth noting that there are certain problems that are really tough to action against. And the point of design thinking is to get into building mode and action mode as soon as possible. And so if you see a problem and you're like, yeah, but that would be really hard to even figure out how to tackle like there's no actions I can really think of to solve that, then keep it moving. Okay, so now that you have all of the four areas and you have written a few sentences, you can take a step back and ask yourself, are there any good design thinking problems that I can tackle in my next career move? The reason I love this exercise is because what you do eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 hours out of your day, five days a week, you know, 50 weeks a year of course has a direct impact on your health, your relationships, love, all of these other areas, especially play, right? And so it's such a great opportunity to reflect on how is my career choice bleeding over into different parts of my life in a positive way or in a negative way? And are the problems that I identify big enough pain points for me to take into consideration when I make my next move. So to give you a really easy example, when I was 28 years old, and I was working in nonprofit, I was working my butt off. And the culture of the organization had deteriorated significantly, to the point where it was impacting my mental health very negatively, I would wake up on Monday mornings, feeling sick to my stomach, like sick to my stomach because I had to work with an individual who was toxic. And that was impacting my mental health. It was impacting my physical health. I was always stressed. It bled into other areas of my life in a negative way. At the same time, I had made a decision to work in nonprofit, which means you take a pay cut. You're not making as much money as the maximum ceiling income. So, you know, as someone who had a master's degree, who had a college degree, who had, you know, five years of work experience under my belt, I was significantly underemployed and under earning. And that financial decision from my career or implication impacted other parts of my life. And so that was for me, my breaking point in my career where I said, nope, these are rocks in my shoes. These are problems I'm not willing to deal with for the rest of my life. And I need to figure out a way forward. And what I would recommend is when you do this exercise, ask yourself, how does your current role or job, how is it impacting these four different areas of your life? You know, like it can really give you a sense of your fulfillment, you know, how you're doing. Maybe it's not as bad as you think, right? So try to really take that opportunity with this exercise to think through what are the design thinking problems you want to tackle in your next career move. So I'm excited for you to do this exercise and see what kind of nuggets you come up with because it'll all be very helpful as you figure out your next move. Okay, so now that you're done with that first part of you know where you are right now, how is it going? It's now time to build your compass. And this is really necessary for when you do start to move, when you do start to explore different opportunities, different paths, you need to be able to come back to your compass every time. So your compass is your North Star. It's your values, it's what's important to you, it's your non-negotiables and it's also who you are today what you value and your view on life your view on the role of work in your life and you do need to do the work on the front end to update this because as you've you know aged over life you have had a life view and a work view that has undoubtedly evolved and changed over the course of your life. And so if you're walking around with an outdated life or world view, an outdated compass, or maybe someone else's compass, so maybe you're still following the compass of like your parents or someone else, then it's going to guide you in the wrong direction. So in the book, there's two ways to do this that they recommend. And the first one is writing out your work view. So this is a very short, like think 250 words, very short blurb that you're going to write. Think of it as like a manifesto. It's like, what is your View on what work should be like. It's not like what kind of work you want to do, it's more about what is your perspective on the role that work should have in your life. And I think this is powerful because. I never want my listeners to think that because I have a a focus on helping you with your career that I believe that work is like the most important thing in your life or that it should come as the number one priority in your life. Absolutely not. Like there is no judgment here. This is an opportunity for you to define for yourself, like what role do you want work to play? So some questions that you can consider when you're writing your work view reflection is why should i work like why work so i want you to imagine let's say like you didn't need to work anymore would you work and if you did why would you work Okay, that's how I want you to think through that question, because I think if you just take it at face value, that question can come off as very like a little bit like low key offensive. It's like, why would you work? Well, it's because I have to pay my bills. That's why. Right. Yes, I get that. But try to take a few steps back and think about if you had money, freedom, what work would you do and why would you do that? Okay, and I want you to consider that for that first question why would you want to work? What would compel you to work? What is work for in your life? What does work even mean? What defines work that is good, worthwhile, or engaging to you? What does money have to do with it? And what do experience, growth, or fulfillment have to do with it? So for example, for me, when I graduated from college, I've mentioned this before, but money wasn't really a factor. I and I had the privilege I think at the time of not having significant student loans, so I it wasn't a big priority for me. I mostly cared about being able to have adventures, having fun, and also being part of a larger mission and being able to help people. And so that was what I viewed as like the meaning of fulfilling work. And that changed for me later, that totally changed. And so it's a good time for you to figure out like, what is your philosophy of work? Okay, so once you do your work view, it's now time to do your life view. So this is a broader statement that can feel a little intimidating. But these are the questions that human beings have been grappling with ever since we've roamed the earth. So the questions that the Greek philosophers ask themselves, questions like, why are we here? What's the meaning of life? What's the purpose? Like, what is the relationship that individuals have to other human beings? Where does family, country, the rest of the world fit in? What is good? What is evil? Is there a higher power that you believe in? What is the role of joy, of sorrow, injustice, love? challenges, right? And so these are very big philosophical questions, but they're important to take a step back and ask yourself these questions today. Again, this also changes over time. And so you want to be able to untangle maybe the messaging that you received, the conditioning that you received growing up, whether that's from your family, your culture, maybe your gender, you know, whatever it is like you want to untangle what messages did I receive growing up about these things? And what have I decided these things mean for me? There's no right answer. There's only the answer that you have to these questions. And so You want to be able to get clear on what is your work view and life view to be able to figure out how these two can integrate together. And that's kind of the last missing piece here is making sure that these integrate and work together coherently. So in the book, the, the authors talk about this concept called coherency. And the idea is that these two work view and life views actually complement each other. They won't ever necessarily work perfectly. Like there's no world where your job or your work like fully checks every box of your life view, but at least it complements it and and you're fully aware of the trade-offs that you're making, the deals that you cut in life with yourself as your life changes and as you grow. So once you're done with the life view and the work view, remember, don't make it too long. Don't overthink it. After that, you want to now ask yourself these questions. Where do your views on work and life complement each other? Where do they clash? You want to get a good understanding of what are your views on these two areas. And together, they build your compass and your true north. They encompass your values, what you care about, how you see the role of work, how you see the purpose of being on this earth, right? And so those are things that you want to consider before you actually go on your quest. All right, that's all I have for you today. I hope that you take the time to get a journal and start to think through how are you doing today? In your different areas of life, what are problems that you actually want to tackle in your next career move? I would suggest coming up with one to three max and think of those as your non-negotiables, right? Like what are the areas that you want to solve for in your next role or your next step? And then, of course, getting clear on your compass. What do you care about? What is your view on work and in life? And that will set you up for success to get started on this journey of figuring out your next career move. So I'll be back with the second part of this little series, not next week, but the week after I'll be back and we'll pick up from where we're leaving off right now and we'll move forward along the design thinking process. If you want to do this work with the coach, I would love to work with you. So definitely head to ecmpodcast.com, sign up for a console. Let's talk because I help clients with this process and I help you in a way where you don't get stuck in a thought loop that doesn't end. We want to be able to get you to a point where you start taking action and you start building and iterating so you can figure out your next step as soon as possible. All right, y'all have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Hey, are you thinking about changing careers? Then you need to head over to my website, ecmpodcast.com, and sign up to get your free 20-page guide that I wrote with you in mind. I wrote this guide to help you change careers and get really clear on what it is that you want to do next. Career clarity is key to a career transition journey. All right, can't wait to hear what you think about it. Have a great week.